Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello, welcome to an afternoon edition of The Chaser Report with one of our most beloved regulars, Mr. Sammy Shah. Hello, Sammy. Hello. So you guys just do like podcasting all day now. Like, yeah. like this is your you're just in the studio from dawn to dusk, mm. basically. Actually, I'm pushing for us to do a night podcast as well. Yeah, why not? Nobody does podcasts which are released at 11 p.m. <laughs> for you know for people. You know, there's a lot of breaking news at 11 p.m. Insomniacs. Yes. And then have you thought about? If you did a night one, you might then need to do a sort of 2 a.m. one just mm. to catch up on those extra few hours of news. Yeah. Did you guys say, you know, when, like in Pakistan growing up, we used to have like the morning newspaper mm. and then we had the after, the evening yes. newspaper. We used to have that. Yeah, you that had that here. So the, you're, yeah. you're doing that with podcasting now, basically. Yes. Yeah, which the big difference is it's much less profitable than newspapers used to be back in the day. <laughs> but no, look, it's we just we just love the art of podcasting. We're artists. What can I say? All right. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's a word that's never been used to <laughs> any podcast before in the history I mean, of podcasting. <laughs> what it really means is that we have more time for you. And what we were oh, doing, Sammy, and I hate to say this, is we were taking our conversations with you and we were cutting stuff out of them. And it was mm. silly and it was pointless and it was good stuff. So, you know, fly free, Sammy. No filter. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's the worst advice anyone's ever given me <laughs> because me with a filter is much preferable to everyone else. Actually, given um, the conversation we had before we started recording about what we were going to cover in today's uh, segment, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Perfect example of why I should say stuff off mic before saying it on mic. Uh, so here's what I want to talk about. On mic today is Scott Morrison. Our prime minister, uh, if you remember him, um, he's uh, his popularity has dropped significantly. So uh, apparently, you know, Guardian does a poll with Essential. And I don't know if you still believe in polling data. I don't know why polls are even used mm. in this day and age mm. anymore. After it's been proven continuously that pro- polls are about as reliable as the tarot. Mm. But Guardian went ahead and did another poll. And they found that Scott Morrison's approval rating is now lower than the Black Summer bushfires. Oh, wow. Uh, you know. Okay, yes. where, where he went around. Well, he first of all pissed off to Hawaii and then he came home and <laughs> sort of tried to make people shake his hands. Exactly. <laughs> so at this point, 48% of those surveyed approve of the job he's doing while 42% disapprove. Well, hang on, so hang 40, on. 48% of people still approve of him. That's just, you got to understand at some point that 48% of this country just needs, yes. the most mostly going to be, let's be honest, we know where they're Yeah, they're, they're, they're Queenslanders, they're aren't they? I'm not saying it. Now, yeah. you know, at this point, it's become cliche for me to say but it. But also, yeah. even before, even before <laughs> polls were proven completely wrong with um, um, the shortened election, even before mm-hmm. that, everyone knew that preferred prime minister was complete bullshit. That mm-hmm. never meant anything. It was always the two-party preferred voting intention that actually told you who was going to win. So the fact that he's doing this badly 
yeah. on preferred prime minister when most people just go, oh, yeah, he's in the job, so he must be good at it <laughs> all the time, no matter who it is. Mm. He's actually really in trouble, perhaps. But I think that's the opposite. I think the real truth is that preferred prime minister is the only way to know because if you remember, Shorten was never preferred prime minister. Mm. It turns out like Shorten was, you know, his deep unpopularity with human beings translated to the voting Mm. Um, you know, results. And and we're going to see the same thing now with Anthony Albanese because Albanese, his popularity has dropped as well. It's gone from 41 to 40%. And Scott Morrison is ahead 44 to 28% when it comes to preferred prime minister, which means 24 or 28% of Australians prefer Albanese to be prime minister. But this is, this is what is uh, Labor's strategy is, and it's brilliant. I want to stick up for what Labor's plan is here because if you ask the question... Do you like Scott Morrison and want more of him? A lot of people are saying no. If you ask the question, would you instead of Scott Morrison like Anthony Albanese, most people's argument is fuck no. Um, So they're just trying to make him as invisible as possible because a hypothetical Labor Prime Minister is obviously much more attractive than Albo. (laughs) Right, absolutely. And and, and it's a great strategy because at this point, what more do you want from a candidate when you go to the polls is to not even remember that they exist. That's Hmm. a guaranteed win. You know, (laughs) Labor's clearly playing 4D chess in a 5D checkers game that's being wrapped in a 6D monopoly. People knew that they didn't like Shorten. Mm. Whereas with Albo, they're just like, what does he look like? I do know Anthony Albanese, and I am fairly certain that if if people did know him, they wouldn't want to vote for him. <laughs> so, so I, I can see. I mean, who is okay? Okay, I, so here's a pub test. Here's a pub test, mm. Charles. Who would you rather have a pint with, mm. Anthony Albanese or Prime Minister Scott Morrison? Well, am I, is it in Victoria? Like, where am I? I mean, oh, that's do, a good uh, question. Do we have oh, Queensland? Because that's, that's what will really decide the election well, they, yes. in Queensland. They've got assisted dying laws, so I think I'd just take the easy way out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good question because if, if you were with ScoMo, you, you'd he'd just go, go on about Bunnings and the Sharkies and be very boring. If it was Albo, he just wouldn't say anything. You'd just be sitting there and just be in awkward <laughs> silence. Albo, what do you no, think no, about climate policy? That's not true. Nothing. I, every time I've talked to Albo, he's... He's talked at great length about himself. He's not lacking in conversation. <laughs> Did the conversation make you want to vote for him, though? <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So here's the thing. We now, Australia has a prime minister that's deeply unpopular and, and a opposition leader that's even more unpopular. So this isn't, you know, elections are generally considered to be a popularity contest. We're now stuck in a situation where our next election is going to be an unpopularity contest. Mm. And even there, we're sport for choice. Yes. It's quite remarkable. Yes, this is, it's actually very democratic that everyone, because even Adam Band, you sort of then go, oh, well, who are the other people? Adam Band. I mean, do you know Adam Bland? I didn't. 
Yeah, I, well, I didn't remember Adam Bant's name. I was trying all this yeah. time while we've been talking. <laughs> I've been vamping because yeah. I'm trying to remember what's the leader of the Green Party's name. And my brain keeps going back to Richard Di Natale only because he had a personality by which I mean he wore turtlenecks. Yeah. Yes. And that was his. That was the extent of his personality, I'm just, right? I'm making a shocking realisation, um, which mm-hmm. is that the most interesting leader of an Australian political party in 2021 is, is Craig uh, Kelly. It's Craig. <laughs> of all the people I'd like to have a drink with in the pub, it would be Craig what? Kelly what? because he'd be going on about but ivermectin, he, but and he, it would be fucking hilarious. But he can't go to a pub; he's not vaxxed. <laughs> <laughs> well, so much the better. I'd be at yeah. the pub by myself, which Actually, is clearly the best option I've, on the table. I've just realised because in New South Wales, we're not allowed to go to the pub. Basically, mm. I think forever if we're unvaxxed. Is there a way to, for me to reverse my double vax state? Get unvaccinated <laughs> so that I don't have to pass any pub tests with the leaders. No, I think this is your, this basically it's your um, mandatory democratic um, responsibility to have what? a pint with both of these idiots. Well, I reckon the problem is there's lots of people sort of on the front benches of both the Greens and Labor Party, and even the Libs. So some of the Libs, where you go, I would I would sit down with them and have a beer with them. Why can't we get like? All the women uh, in politics right. no, no, are great. Name one member of the Liberal Party that you want to have a beer with, because I am—I would—I can't think of a single person. I mean, I wouldn't mind <laughs> asking him some questions. <laughs> that's I don't, a very think, I don't think that's, that's a good idea. That's called an interrogation, Jonathan. Not, not for you. Let's that's cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, no, no, that's a really good question. Angus, Angus Taylor. If you gave him enough drinks, you might be able to talk about what happened with Clover Moore. All, all of Dorm's suggestions so far aren't having a drink with a mate. They're all interrogation, <laughs> enhanced interrogation, yeah. drugging them, truth seruming them, such type situations. I reckon if you if you had a long enough bender with Angus Taylor, you'd probably end up a lot richer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what about Barnaby Joyce? I think of all the people to have a drink with. Jesus, he'd have his choice. and your drink. I mean, it would certainly be eventful. Yeah. I, I mean, I you think, might end up pregnant by the I end. I mean, who's shouting, though? <laughs> like, like, you know, you don't want to be... Gina Reinhardt's shouting. Yeah, right, okay. All right, look, I mean, I'm going to the front bench right now, and it is, I guess... I mean, Michaelia George Cash? Christensen, because you can finally find out about Philippine cuisine well, and booze is and very what cheap in the Philippines. Mm, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I mean, this raises. A, why don't we elect people who aren't dead shits? I mean, this is a, when, no matter where you go. Oh come on, that would why, never no, work. It's, it's never supposed been to tried. be a popularity contest, and somehow it's been rigged so that all the people you could possibly vote for. Suck. We, so that's the problem. We, it's not that we can't elect people who are dead shits. It's because there are no electable options that aren't dead shits. It's, and that's the thing. The game has now been rigged in such a way that only dead shits can take part in it, can participate in it, and can win in it. So, you know, for example, if you meet someone nice and they think, oh, I want to change the world, what are they going to do? They'll start a podcast probably. They're not going to join elections. Mm. They're not going to join politics. And, and then we end up with this, uh, the situation we're in right now. Why can't you run, Sammy? I'd vote for you. I would. Uh, you know what? I was actually thinking about this. No, I'll tell you what. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking the only way to get rich in Australia now mm. is to join politics. Mm. So at some point, yes. if my Patreon doesn't take off, I might just get into politics because well, it's the only way I'll be able to afford to buy a house. But that's the only benefit. Politics is Patreon before Patreon existed, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Except your donors are a little bit more than, than the lovely people who give me $1, you know. So here's my question, because you guys, every time you guys talk about 
politics and liberal versus labor and charles bashes labor because you know charles is clearly a liberal party supporter yes. do does the chaser uh, get attacked by labor fans because labor stands are now a bit embarrassing mm. we are in victoria so there are no there are no New South Wales Labor stands anymore. So we, oh, none. <laughs> w- what happens is whenever we put a, an article up about Albo being hopeless, it just never goes viral. That's the problem. People are so indifferent that even an argument, <laughs> an article pointing out that everyone's a different yeah, Albo, it's sort of, tuned to fail. It's anti-viral. It's just he's the ivermectin of, <laughs> of Australian politics. So it's even useless. critiques of Albo are dull, basically. It doesn't matter what you write. It'll, it just automatically dulls itself down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's the strategy. I mean, it's sort of, as you say, I mean, yeah, it's not... It's not 4D chess. It's like 1D checkers is what they're playing. <laughs> they're always well, fighting the last yeah. election. They're, they're basically mm, – yeah. the strategy that they have, that Labor has, is perfectly designed to not yes. lose the 2019 election. But unfortunately, mm. it's three years later. Yeah. And people probably actually want some sort of an idea of, of what changing the government would do, don't they? No, nah, not at all. People are people are fine. People at this point, we've all accepted where we are. I mean, it's it's astonishing. I saw I saw the survey, and I you know surveys I don't really believe in, and and I don't trust them. But even even with margins of error thrown in, the fact that he still cannot be the preferred prime minister after everything Scott Morrison has done. Like, just put two in the back of his head, roll him in a carpet and bury him in a dumpster and find someone better. Why are we still here? I think it would be very Australian to have a box down the bottom of the ballot paper, particularly because it's compulsory, that just says, fucked a lot of them. And I think think that would win. And if fucked a lot of them wins the 2022 federal election, we should just have to have a better system. I I don't know. It's just, I can't remember a time where it just seemed this bleak in terms of no matter what happens, it's just going to be banal and pointless and we'll make no progress anywhere. Sammy, this is supposed to be funny. It's just got really depressing. (laughs) Can you you say something sort of... I'm wondering if we should have had the conversation you wanted to have. (laughs) I know. But we said, no, it's too tasteless. um, Well, let's not go there. (laughs) I was going to riff on that. Yeah, look, wasn't supposed to be depressing, but... But uh, as such is uh, Australian politics at this point. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I do have a question, um, which is yes. that you live in the one place in Australia, pretty much maybe Queensland and WA, I'm not sure, where people genuinely love a politician. Now, admittedly, a lot of people also hate Dan Andrews, but the Dan Stans is a thing that is completely baffling to me having not believed in any politician in several decades. What is going on in Victoria? How is Dan Andrews such a cult figure? Particularly when it doesn't look as though he completely nailed every aspect of managing the the pandemic. Let's be frank. Now, see, that last sentence is blasphemy in Victoria. Yes. There's actually laws against it That he didn't nail every aspect of this. Complete and utter blasphemy. We will not tolerate it. We will burn you and tar and feather you at the stake 
for saying that. Mm. And that's the difference. Basically, we've been, it's called Stockholm Syndrome, right? So we have been held hostage by pand- by the pandemic here in Victoria for so long. We love Dan Andrews. We love, and if, if, the, if the lockdown gone any longer, we'd love COVID-19. We would be COVID-19 stands at this point because we just like it so much. But here's what's happening. Now lockdown's ended. Things have reopened up again. And now Daniel Andrews is coming back in the news with regards to ICAB corruption stories and stuff like that. So the Dan stands, I don't know how much longer they're going to last. So even he's falling back to earth. Well, there you go. I mean, is, are people happy in Melbourne at last that everything's reopening? Or is there actually joy to be found on the streets? I went to a High Point mall, shopping mall the other day. And I just want to tell you, if you want to buy sneakers in 2021, take a machete and just start stabbing people because it is DJs. And I don't know why there's a fucking DJ in every sneaker store I go to now. Mm. And just 20 year olds who don't know how to do anything. You say, hey, I don't know what my shoe size is. Can you measure it? And they're like, yeah, we don't do that. Apparently that's not a thing anyone does anymore. And all of it made me go, I miss lockdown. I miss the fact that I didn't need sneakers because I wasn't going anywhere and I didn't have to interact with humans because it turns out humans suck. I've been to the High Point Mall. Um, Yeah. And I got to say, I mean, if you're going there to try and cheer yourself up, you're making a terrible <laughs> mistake. I flew to Victoria to do a publicity thing at the High Point Mall. It's just, it's, really? not, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not, back in the day when the chasers used to sell books. Yeah. It, it really yeah. should be called the low, low point. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> if that was the high point of your week, yeah, I can see why you might find Dad Andrews very alluring. Well, I mean, you've made it this far, Sammy. Thank you. Thank you very much. You look, here's what's going to happen. The next election will be called. Scott Morrison is going to win it. And then we'll just continue doing satirical comedy because what else oh, have yeah. we got except to play the violin while the city burns? Yeah, because actually it, it's sort of better for us if Scott Morrison wins, doesn't it? Because it's so, it's so easy. Well, we, you can't. You've already proved no one wants jokes about Albo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There are no jokes about Albo because you can't make jokes about something that doesn't exist. Uh, well, but I mean, the thing is, that even if he wins, no matter who wins, everything's just going to stay exactly the same because no, nothing in Australia yes, ever changes. That's not true. That is just not true, Don. No, it's, it's, look, it is true that changing government does change the country, as mm. is the old cliche, but it is also true that both parties are incredibly chicken shit of, do, of doing anything and have been for many years. No, but the, like, the Labor Party is going to introduce a federal ICAG. And that is going to be the greatest, most entertaining <laughs> set of... As long as they make it retrospective, <laughs> it'll be the most entertaining stuff ever. And but then within a year, they will all be announced. <laughs> and then they'll get, they'll get done. They'll, of course, get undone by it themselves. You know what's remarkable is Charles still believes in campaign promises. <laughs> I didn't realise Charles was an optimist. After all this, I didn't realise that Charles was still an optimist. It's kind of hard. It's always exactly the same. Day one, they go, oh, well, there are all these things we didn't know about when we were in opposition. Yeah. We didn't have access to the keys of government. What, what are we going to do if there's no federal ICAC under Labor? Nothing. The same thing we're doing right now. <laughs> Sit around and talk about it on a podcast. Well, it's one yeah. way to live. Sorry, this one couldn't be funnier, guys. Thank you, Sammy. Our gears from Road Microphones were part of the ACAST Creator Network. Another morning edition will drop tomorrow at 5am. Thanks for joining us. And um, if you want to leave us a five-star review, perhaps in the iTunes comment section, just tell us your preferred Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.